You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. Can we open in a word of prayer? Let's pray and ask God to speak with us and be with us. He is here with us, but there are times where there are things that are working against our ability to receive. Things that are working against our ability to hear, to respond, or even to kind of get past the the brass ceiling, if you will, uh, when it comes to hearing from God and, and, and sensing his presence. So let's pr- just pray and ask him to be with us today. God, we thank you that you're here. You are here. This is your house. Lord, not only in terms of the building itself, but we are the temple of your Holy Spirit. So I pray today, manifest yourself in power and in glory. Lord, we bind every stronghold. We break down every wall that would hinder the work you want to do here today. May your spirit Move freely amongst us and draw us closer to your Son, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. This morning I want to share with you a two-part series, two things, two baptisms that every Christian needs. This is part one of a part two series. And the two things that every Christian needs are simply, two baptisms every Christian needs is simply, number one, water baptism, which we'll be talking about today, and number two, a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's talk about the first baptism. Let's talk about water baptism. A question I often get asked a lot is, why should I be baptized if I was baptized as an infant? And it's a very good question. But there's a couple of reasons. So if you were raised in a Catholic tradition or if you were raised in a Protestant tradition, I was raised in a Protestant Pentecostal tradition. I know a lot of people are raised in a Catholic tradition, so it might be a little different for you. So it's a valid question, but there's a couple of reasons. First of all, in the Catholic tradition, children are baptized to cleanse themselves from original sin. That is the belief. At a child's baptism or christening, it's also a commitment on the part of the parents to raise their child in the Catholic faith. It's a commitment that culminates in confirmation when a child has completed the Catholic catechism, chooses a Christian name, and in the ceremony, in a ceremony in a rite, receives the Holy Spirit. So one might ask, why be baptized in water as an adult if I was baptized as a child? Well, we practice uh, a practice called the believer's baptism. And this is something that occurs after a person professes Christ as Savior and becomes a Christian. He or she then chooses to be baptized by immersion in water as commanded by the Scriptures. Now, a believer's baptism is different than the christening you received as a child because you did not choose to be baptized, but rather your parents or family made a decision to baptize you in the Catholic faith and a promise to raise you in that faith. You may not have chosen to go through the process of confirmation, which is the point where you're supposed to become a committed Catholic who attends Mass regularly, goes to confession, receives the Eucharist, and does good works. However, even those who would consider themselves Catholic don't always do that. As Protestants, we encourage Christians of all ages to participate in a believer's baptism, and this is a decision that you should make, not one that others make for you. There are several reasons why you should be baptized 
by immersion as an adult, even if you were baptized as an infant. So let's talk about those today. I want to show you biblically and clearly why we do what we do. You ever do something but not realize why you do it? Perhaps this happens in parenting. You parent your child the same way your mom and dad parented you, and you don't know why you do it that way. You just do it because that's what you saw, and that's what you copy, and that's what you emulate. But there's a reason why we do the things that we do. There's a reason why we baptize by immersion. It's not for the simple purpose of just having one other thing to do. For us, it's not a rite or a ritual. But there's a biblical reason for why we do what we do. And so I want to touch on those today. So why should you be baptized? I'm going to give you a few reasons. Why be baptized by immersion in water as a person who chooses to be baptized? Well, first and foremost, because Jesus was baptized. I mean, I could pack it up and just go home after this. Like, Jesus did not need to be baptized. He's the Son of God. He was sinless. So why is Jesus being baptized and he's being baptized as an example to us? Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17 says that John was baptizing by the Jordan River, John the Baptist. And Jesus came to John to be baptized. And verse 13, it says that Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John the Baptist to be baptized by him. And at first, John was reluctant to baptize Jesus because he felt like Jesus should be the one baptizing him, not the other way around. But then Jesus says in Matthew 3.15, he says, Jesus answered him and said, Permit it to be so now, for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus didn't need to be baptized because uh, he was sinful and he needed to repent. He was without sin. But he chose to be baptized. And the reason why he was, chose to be baptized was to validate the ministry of John the Baptist. That John would be the precursor to the coming Messiah. And so when he got baptized in water, he was saying, I, am, I believe in and I am with and for the baptism and the ministry of John the Baptist. Now, what was John's uh, message? What was his baptism symbolic of? His baptism had to do with repentance and forgiveness. That when people heard John's message, they understood that they were sinful, they had to repent, and then they were water baptized shortly thereafter. Jesus, whenever you were baptized into a particular uh, faith or movement, and you should know that water baptism is not unique to the Christian faith. There are many other ancient religions that practice water baptism as a sign of following. But the purpose behind it is to say, I am now with this ministry. I am now a follower of this movement and a believer in this movement. And in many cases, after you were baptized, you became a disciple of that teacher. What Jesus is saying by being, what Jesus is saying by being baptized in the Jordan River is he is saying, I am about and I am for the message of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. That was what Jesus' ministry was all about. We also see that Jesus came up out of the water. In verse 16 and 17, it says, Behold, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up out from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. 
Notice it says that Jesus came up out of the water, which means that he went down into the water. So we see that Jesus was immersed in his baptism. And we see a sign of, of God's blessing upon Jesus. We see that the Holy Spirit descends in the person of a dove on Jesus' shoulder. We see a voice that's from heaven, the voice of the Heavenly Father saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we see the Son coming up out of the water, the physical representation, the person of the Godhead available in the flesh in Jesus Christ. We see the Trinity at Jesus' baptism, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit present in one place. So we are baptized by immersion because Jesus did it, and we should follow his example. The second reason is because Jesus commanded those who became his disciples should be baptized. This is the instruction that Jesus gave his disciples before he was taken up into heaven. We find it in Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19. Now, I want to pause here for a moment and say, if you have already been water baptized, you might say, well, I'm going to tune out this message because I've already been water baptized. I don't need to hear about being water baptized. I've already been baptized, Pastor Dan. But I will say this, can you articulate why? Are you able to explain to someone why you are baptized in water the way that you do, the way that you were? And most of the time we'll find that we can't. There are things that you do as part of your tradition, as part of your faith, that you have no explanation for. The purpose of this message, I want to say to you that those of you who have been baptized, I hope that this message will equip you to explain why we do what we do, why we believe in a believer's baptism, and why others should be baptized in water as well. Jesus' command in Matthew 28, verses 18 and 19, before he's taken up in heaven, he says this, and Jesus came to them. The them here in this place means his disciples, the apostles. And he spoke to them saying, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. His instruction was to go and make disciples. And disciples are people who will believe and follow Jesus. And he says, as part of them becoming a disciple, I want you to baptize them. They were not to leave out this part of Jesus' instruction. So bear in mind that this is something that was supposed to take place after conversion. This is something that is supposed to take place after confession of faith and after one receives salvation. Jesus wanted his followers to be baptized in water, and that includes us today. We should not leave out this practice out of our Christian experience, but include it as part of our life of worship to Jesus. To get baptized is to honor the one who commands that we be baptized. To be baptized is to honor what Jesus said when he said, go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We, who follow Christ and have professed and confessed faith in him, are his followers. We are his disciples. So there's a second part to Jesus' command that we also have to do, which is to be baptized in water. And obedience to the Lord's command pleases the Lord. That's the second reason, because Jesus commanded his disciples to baptize those who had become converted. 
Thirdly, baptism by immersion was the practice of the early church. Long before we had the traditions that we have today, it was the common practice of the church of the book of Acts that people who were converted to Christianity, who accept Jesus as Savior, were baptized by immersion in water or in a uh, river or in a stream or in a lake. This was the common practice. Look what it says on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, verses 37 and 38. Jesus gets, uh, excuse me, Peter gets done preaching to a large crowd after the Holy Spirit descends. The crowd hears it. They're convicted in their hearts. They, they realize there's a need for change in their life. And they respond and they speak to Peter and they say, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, or in other words, the forgiveness of your sins. Peter preached powerfully, preached about Jesus' death and resurrection. The crowd is moved by it. And it's, how many know it's important that you're just not moved by preaching, but that there's something that you do as a result of preaching? My job on Sunday morning is not to just to simply uh, exhibit or to elate an emotion from you or listen to emotion from you, but not to have anything for you to do with that. The whole purpose of preaching is not to make me look good, or to impress you with my words, the whole purpose of preaching is to glorify the Word of God and to bring you to a place where you hear something and now what will I do with what I've heard? And my hope is that as you hear these words of Scripture that you respond to them in some way. The crowd is moved and Peter says it's important that you repent. In other words, accept Christ as Savior, receive His forgiveness and that you are baptized. Peter tells them to repent and be baptized. And we see by the end of Acts 2, we see that 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ that day and were baptized. It was the practice of the New Testament church for people to be baptized, and they were baptized when? Immediately after their conversion. There was no persuasion there. There was no... Well, let me think about it for a little bit. Let me consider it. Baptism always took place, usually immediately after one's salvation. Philip the Evangelist, who was a deacon, oddly enough, if you read Acts chapter 6, you'll see that the early church chose from among them seven men full of the Holy Spirit and appointed them as deacons and appointed them over the the taking care of widows and, and orphans and uh, feeding the daily needs of those people. But they were anointed powerfully by the Spirit. And Philip actually travels to a place that the, even the apostles didn't go to. They went to a place called Samaria and spoke and preached to the Samaritans. And while Philip is traveling, he comes across an Ethiopian official. As he's called a eunuch in this particular case because he served in the queen's court. And he encounters this man. And we see in Acts 8 verses 36 through 39 says, As they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And verse 38 says, Both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. 
Now when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. So even this Ethiopian recognized that, you know, after he had heard Philip explain the Scriptures to him, he saw water, and he said, I want to be baptized. Here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip was very careful. He said, listen, you, if you believe with all of your heart that Jesus is the Christ, then you can be baptized. This is so important. Listen, don't be baptized. Just because you want to become a member of a church, that's not the purpose of baptism. Even though we, we ask that you be baptized in order to be a member, we don't want you to become baptized just to become a member. That's not what baptism is for. Baptism is a powerful demonstration of God's work visibly and, and, and active in your life. And so when we baptize in water, it is a time to celebrate what God's done in you and for you. So he didn't do it for that reason. He asked to be baptized because he said, I want to be baptized and I, I believe. And Philip said, first believe, first confess, then be baptized. That's the progression every single time. It shouldn't be something where we just want to baptize our children because, you know, we baptize the whole family together. It's very important to me that you can articulate and profess your faith. And uh, when I ask you, do you want to be baptized and why you want to be baptized, because I want to follow the Lord's command, and I'm grateful that he saved me and he redeemed me from my sin and my darkness. And that should be our answer every single time. So the bat, so Ethiopian is, goes down into the water and comes up out of the water with Philip, and baptism happens after conversion. Now you might ask yourself, why baptism by immersion? Why not just sprinkle? Can't it just be easier to sprinkle people? Why do I have to get wet? Why do we have to go into the water? Can't you just sprinkle me? And believe me when I say it, yes, it would be massively easier to sprinkle you with water. But is that the New Testament requirement? Is that what we see? Why do we not sprinkle? Why do we baptize by immersion? Pastor, why do I have to, it's kind of embarrassing for me to get wet. Why, why do I have to go down to the water? You know, you know how hard I worked on this hair to get it the way that it is right now. Don't worry, we'll get you a swimming cap, okay? It's going to be okay. Why do I have to get my clothes wet? Why do I have to change at the church? I feel so awkward and vulnerable. Why don't we just sprinkle? And the answer to that is because, number four, baptism by immersion is a symbol of passing from death to life, okay? This is in the Scriptures. This is not something, you know, that we're doing because it's convenient for us. But there's a very strong symbol that, the writers of Scripture wants us to get a hold of. So the word baptism, even the word baptism itself, it comes from the very complicated Greek word, baptizo. Sounds like a word that you make up in your Spanish class, right? Well, how do you say baptism in Latin or Greek? It's like, well, baptizo. And the word literally means to immerse or to dunk. So the word itself means immersion. And so why do we... Do it by immersion. Why do Protestants baptize by immersion? And this is our scriptural reason, because baptism is a symbol of Christ's death and resurrection. Look at Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. This is from Paul's writings in the book of Romans. And he explains why we baptize through immersion. 
He says in verse 3, Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk with newness of life. So the Apostle Paul is saying, well, why... You know, here is why we are baptized by immersion, because he's saying, imagine if you would, like a, a, a river or a lake or a stream or a basin of water, and what visual paints better the picture of Christ dying, going down into the grave, and then raising up on the third day than baptism. When we are immersed in water, we are, it is like we are following Christ into the grave and no I won't hold you down for three days (laughs) I won't even count to three okay but when you go down into the water and you come back up again we are coming up into resurrection just as Christ rose from the dead he went from death and the sin that he bore for all of us into the grave and was resurrected raised up again to newness of life And what Paul is saying is that when we are baptized in water, that is a visual picture of what should be happening in us. That we are dying to our old life, and we're being raised up to newness of life. So the symbol is we're dead to our sin and our old life, and we're being raised up once again to a new life in Christ. Understand that baptism doesn't save you. That's not what I'm talking about today. You are saved by grace through faith alone. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us that. It is our faith and our confession that saves us. It is not the act of baptism that saves us, but rather it is being obedient to the Lord's command to be baptized and recognizing it is a moment for us to celebrate what Christ has done in our lives. So there's a symbol of death and resurrection, but there's also another symbol of being washed Uh, by Christ and what he's done for us, washing away the sins of the past and stepping out into newness of life. So that's why we immerse instead of sprinkle because we're saying we need to be raised up to new life in Christ. So baptism is not something that saves you, but it's a declaration of what Christ has already done in us through salvation. So finally, why be baptized? Well, Because baptism is a declaration of faith to all who witness it. It's a declaration of faith to all who witness it. When people were baptized, they were always baptized publicly. When John the Baptist baptized, he did it in the Jordan River. On the day of Pentecost, when all those people got saved, they were all baptized publicly. The Ethiopian official that Philip baptized was baptized publicly. Baptism had meaning in Jesus' day. Baptism did two things. It let people know that you believed in what was being preached, and secondly, you were choosing to become a disciple of that movement. It was done so publicly so that everyone would know. And it would be seen by not only those who support you, but it would be seen by those who didn't support you. Remember that when John baptized in water, there were Pharisees there that were challenging him, and they didn't like what he was doing. When you decide to be baptized, you are saying, I am unequivocally and unashamedly a Christian. So that there's no opportunity for anybody to say, well, 
were you a Christian? Might you not be a Christian? Baptism says, I am a Christian. And I want everyone to see and to know. And I can tell you that our times when we have a baptismal service, you will never hear a more louder response on a Sunday morning than when we have people being baptized because they are so excited for you and they are, are so blessed to know that you have made that public confession of Jesus Christ and that you are choosing to be a disciple of Christ. You may have already decided in your heart, but now there's no ambiguity anymore. You're not saying, well, I'm a Christian, maybe. You can attend this church. I want to assume for a minute that everyone here is a Christian. I don't honestly know if you are. Now, that might sound terrible, but hear what I'm saying. There'll be conversations I have with people. I said, have you ever accepted Christ as Savior? Have you you ever confessed Jesus as Lord? And sometimes they say, I don't know. There's an important point that has to happen in your life Remember, Romans 10, 9 and 10 talks about that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. So there's an element of this where we have to let people know that we are Christians. We have to confess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. It is not just a mental exercise or spiritual goosebumps. You can come here and feel good. You can come here and and be blessed or be moved, but you can be all those things and never walk out of here saved unless you make a confession of Jesus Christ. Baptism is a public confession of Jesus Christ. Not only to those that are here, but to everyone around you. Baptism is a wonderful time for you to invite family and friends because they will come along because they want to support you in your religion and your profession of that religious observance. But I want you to know something. If you invite your friends and family to church, something else marvelous is going to happen that morning too. They will hear the gospel. Absolutely, will hear the gospel that morning. I make it my aim and my purpose to share that with them so that they can have the opportunity too to know Jesus in that way. So, why should be a believer as an adult, why should you be baptized now? Didn't you already cover that when you were a child? And as special as your christening and as infant baptism was for your parents, you were too young to remember it. But now your water baptism can be a special moment in your faith that you will remember for the rest of your life. When you were baptized in the Catholic Church, it was with the understanding that you would stay within the church, that you would walk according to the faith, that you would go to confession. Come on, when was the last time you went to confession? You shouldn't be taking the Eucharist if you haven't gone to confession. Just saying. But the idea is that if you followed in that, you are supposed to be walking in the faith and staying in the church. And there's a number of people that have walked away from their faith and have walked away from the church entirely. Now you're attending a Protestant church. If, if, I, if you weren't aware of that, I'm just going to tell you now, you are attending a Protestant church. I can give you the opportunity to leave now if you want, in case you're going to get in trouble with your bishop, but you're attending a Protestant church. And you're learning about what it means to follow Jesus and you've heard the preaching of the word. You've sat week in and week out and heard, heard me talk about Jesus and the need for salvation. And you're growing and you're, you're, you're learning things about God and you're willing to take that next step. 
But it's time, there comes a time where we have to stop hearing the Word of God and just simply let it be a mental exercise. And there has to be an opportunity where we confess what we believe in the presence of others. It's time to make a profession of faith as an adult. You need to choose to be born again According to the scriptures, just as it was said in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, if you haven't done so already. And be baptized by immersion in water. Not just for your, sal- not for your salvation, that already happened, but when, uh, that already happened when you professed cr- faith in Christ, but so that you can follow the Lord's example in baptism, so you can be obedient to his command to be baptized, and so that others can celebrate your public Uh, confession of faith. It's an outward sign of an inward work. It's an outward sign of what Jesus has already done in you. So the question might be, well, what must I do to be baptized? What should I do to be baptized? Quite simply, number one, confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That has to happen before anything else. You need to say, I'm following Jesus. And mean it with all your heart. Just as Philip said to the Ethiopian, if you believe it with all your heart, then you may be baptized. Believe it with all that's within you. Secondly, actually sign up for that. We're having a water baptism in May, and I would love for you to be part of it. Many of you have talked to me about being baptized. Now is the time. Today is the day that we collectively as a church can celebrate with you for your public profession of faith in Jesus Christ. There's a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. Just simply write down your, your name and your number. I will reach out to you, and we'll get this on the calendar and work that out. Once we've set a date, the third and best thing you can do, invite your friends and family so that they can celebrate with you, your church family can celebrate with you, and so that they will hear the gospel message. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll be next in line to be baptized. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be a great thing? If you brought your family and friends to see you get baptized, they hear the gospel, believe in Jesus Christ, and they say, me too, let today be the day. You know we have a change of clothes ready for you, just in case, in the back? We're ready for you when that day comes. But what a marvelous day that would be if in seeing your baptism, they too came to faith in Jesus Christ and were baptized. I pray that that will be an incredible moment for you and for those around you. And we who are your brothers and sisters in Christ in this church will cheer for you, will celebrate with you, and rejoice with you at that moment. I wonder if we can close in prayer now. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. And I want to pray that God will work in all of our hearts today. That those of us that this message pertains to, that those of us that need to be baptized, that will say, you know what? Today's the day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow the Lord's command to be baptized, and I'm going to go ahead and do that today. And for those of us who know all about it, I pray today that we'll be able to communicate that better to those around us, that this is a believer's baptism. This is a a decision you make after you decide to follow Jesus. So let's pray that God will do his work in us and in those that we speak to today. So let's pray. Precious God, we thank you. Thank you for salvation, Lord God. 
Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to this moment, Lord God, both Catholic and Protestant alike. Lord, you have had some work in our hearts that have brought us to a place that we need to realize that we ha- need you. We want to worship you. We want to honor Jesus. So I pray today that you would lead those who need to to a genuine conversion in Christ Jesus, that they would have faith to believe in who you are and receive you as Lord and Savior. I pray that you would move on the hearts of those who want to be baptized in water, that you would speak to them and say, yes, today is the day I choose to follow and, and, and be obedient to the Lord's command. May that be a wonderful time. We pray, Lord God, for those that will be invited to this service, that those who come and support them, that they will hear the gospel message, believe, and yes, maybe even them too be baptized. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in this place. And Lord, we pray as we open these altars for prayer, Lord, bless those that will come to receive prayer this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.